0: special day today. It's a little bit different today. As you can see, the format, uh, we're just going to sit in a big Westridge living room, if you don't mind, and, and just share. And uh, I just wanted you to hear uh, Trent and Carly have been phenomenal uh, friends and really just co-laborers for what the Lord's doing and all over the earth. So he, he's working here, he's working in Dallas, he's working in uh, all different, all over the world. And so I'm thankful to uh, just share a little bit and for you to get an inside look of what God's doing through Trent and Carly and, and how he's flourishing them as well. Uh, I believe we all are going to, uh, there's something God's saying to us. And so you'll hear uh, even been through he shares and his story uh, that there's there's things that God's challenging us steps that we can take and uh, we're all at different places so I'm really excited uh, for what God's gonna do so Westridge could you give him a warm welcome as as Trent comes to the stage and welcome him to Westridge
1: Well, didn't give me a good uh, start with the whole Cowboys-Steelers thing. I know, thing. it's just so not good. I just want to go on record. One of my favorite heard. bosses I've ever had was a huge Pit- Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. Great guy named Chuck DiNardo. And So I'm praying for you guys as yeah, well. Yeah, thank you. We I want, want the Steelers stay. to do well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just Ste- Cowboys to do a little better. That's, that's okay. all say that, okay. but All right. that's okay. Well, why don't you just share a little bit about your family? And I know you're going to share a lot of what God's done in your life, but I know that's both Carly and you. So yeah. I, I know that that's important So before piece. we begin, yeah.
1: I'd like to, uh, will you guys pray with me? Let's open with prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray that as John and I speak today that Holy Spirit, you would work and you would tug on everybody's heart with something, whether it's just a reinforcement of what they're already doing. Maybe a new concept that they haven't contemplated. Maybe uh, reinforcement to come back and do something they've been doing in the past. Maybe it's whatever it may be. Lord, have Your way, and we just we submit this time. Help John and I to be good servants um, of this opportunity uh, to share. We love You. We'll let Your word and will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So thank you. <clears throat> so. Um, a little bit of bio so first uh, most important aspects and then i'll give you a little bit of background is uh obviously i'm a believer but uh the second most important thing to describe about myself is i'm a husband to my wife carly of 24 years and so we have a picture of carly right there and she's here in the audience and i'm also a father to two boys we are um tyler who's 17 and ryan who's 14. they sure love their mom and uh they're good boys so we're really blessed Um as far as background of of some other things, we're originally from Dallas and uh but we've had a chance to move um across the country and live in a lot of places, so that's been fun too. It gives you a different perspective. So we grew up in Dallas and actually Carly and I went to the same elementary, junior high, and high school together, but we never dated. And so we went to college, different colleges, came back on spring break and actually met each other for the first time. But it was one of those moments where we're like, Don't I know you, you look familiar? Um, so I'm aware of you and I know of you, but I don't know you. And so we started dating and I knew she was the one for me. I was blessed. And, uh, so we've been married in October. it will be 24 years and together 26. And, um, really, uh, so then what she didn't realize by marrying me was I was going to take her on this big adventure to places that she never wanted to go. But, uh, (laughs) so welcome to marriage. But, uh, so I actually joined the army. We joined the army, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I enlisted and she kind of got drugged along and actually I served in the in the military for active duty for five years and some reserve time after that and enlisted and officer and so my pleasure and uh, it's just something I always wanted to do and had in my heart and it really taught me a lot and I always say that I learned a lot about myself through that process so I've really had three careers I was in the military for a while and then I transitioned out of the military into medical device, business for 15 years and then now I'm in commercial real estate because those are all very closely aligned, (laughs) you know, but, uh, so we've lived in places like Houston, uh, Columbus, Georgia, Lawton, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Long Island, New York, Chicago, and then finally got a chance to move back to, to Dallas in 2007. So
0: we're thankful. Mm -hmm. Uh, why don't you share a little bit? I, I know, uh, you know, we have the blessing of knowing you, but, uh, Growing up, you know, I know you were in the church as as a child, uh, but why don't you share a little bit about your faith and and, uh, where it started for you?
1: Yeah, so our family background, um, my parents, uh, they were believers, but we really didn't integrate God into our entire lives. I'll just be honest with you. So um, the church experience for me was limited. We probably had about a three or four year time span that we actually regularly attended. Outside of that, we did not. And when we did regularly attend, it was an Episcopal church. Um, and so there, there was some tradition and, um, and so forth Uh, with that comes with that. And I think this community is familiar with that. Um, so, but actually I was never, I was not saved in the church, uh, in the South, if you've been, uh, in the South or in the Southwest, it's pretty common in the summertime. We have a lot of summer Christian summer camps for kids. And so I was blessed the fact that my parents would send me each summer to a Christian summer camp of some sort. So I went to a sports camp called TBRM in san Marcos, texas i was 11 years old um and uh and so it was 1983 and uh and really you know during the day you go do sports and activities and all kinds of fun stuff and at night you come back and you have like a little message you have a worship time you have a youth leader that gives a message and a sermon and they always do an altar call and so one of the nights, I'd love to say which night it was, but one of the nights he did the altar call and nobody came forward, but I really, the Lord was speaking to me to accept Jesus as my Lord and savior. But to be honest with you, I was too chicken to go up front. And so, you know, I was kind of waiting for the first or second person to go so I could kind of sneak in and be like, oh, it's okay. And that never happened. And so, um, I didn't, I was, I was too scared to go up front and thank goodness the, uh, the youth leader said, you know, I understand nobody came up tonight, but if somebody who's really the Lord's talking to you and wants you to be saved and you want to accept Jesus, then you can say this prayer when you go back to your cabin tonight and you lay in your bed. And thank goodness he said that because I was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> and so I went back, I'm in my bunk and I said the prayer and I'm like, did I mess it up? so I said it again and then I'm like uh, I hope I did that right did I did I remember every word so I said it three times three times you know uh, because I was like I don't want to mess this up I want to get it right so that's actually the moment I was saved um, and then um, but but then there was a time span that occurred from salvation to other building blocks
0: of my relationship with the Lord um, but that was the moment that I was saved that's the moment you're saved so uh, like many of us uh, you yeah, know maybe you're here today and that that's similar to your story. You know, you committed your life maybe early on as a child, uh, but uh, maybe you're here today and you really haven't connected, you know, met with Jesus and have that relationship that still hasn't happened for you. Or maybe there was a gap and and that's your story. There was, there was a season where you were saved and I know you shared, you know, your heart changed and you were, Mm -hmm. there was things that changed, but you just didn't know what to do with that. Like, how do you? So I went
1: back home and I'm in that same environment and, and, I mean, really, it's my responsibility, but I really didn't know what to do with that. And so from 1983 to really 99, which is when I got out of the Army, I just, you know, life, maturity, and the Lord's really pulling on me and tugging on me that there, I need to seek Him more. So really in 1999 is when I believe, you know, not believe, I know that I really started taking steps and building my relationship. So I had salvation, but building my relationship with the Lord.
0: Um, and that's when we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's, that's when you moved to Tulsa. So uh, maybe that's you. Maybe that's your story. Um, you what what were some of the things? I guess uh, you know, when your faith becomes alive, you know, things begin to change. So salvation does change your heart. God says you become a new creature. But there's there's a part that we have to play as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, maybe you could encourage us or maybe somebody out there that's kind of in that gap where they, they know the Lord, but they really haven't stepped into his identity and what He wants them to do. Uh, what would be, you know, your encouragement to them and what would be?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, unfortunately, I think sometimes, uh, you know, religion can be an obstacle because people focus on religion and one experience rather than a relationship. And so building a relationship takes time. It means spending time with each other, right? So spending time with God is no different. We're made in his image. So why would that be different? So it took really just simple steps, simple steps that I'm sure many of you have taken, but maybe somebody hasn't. And that's starting to read the word of God. So actually spending time reading his word outside of a church environment or a Sunday school, but actually by myself during the weekday um, and, and, and spending time in quiet time with the Lord. Things like praying. Praying outside of, once again, this church environment. These were things that were not integrated in my family life, but I started to walk that out and pray during my quiet time or pray throughout the day about different things that I was going through. Things like regularly attending church. Obviously, we need to be in a community of believers and that we can sharpen and encourage each other. Um, And then... Really, kind of the fourth step in 1999 for us was was getting even more involved in serving, and we ended up started starting to attend a Sunday school, or I know you guys do life groups, but similar small group setting where we can really dive into the Word and encourage each other in our relationship.
0: And that was a that was a fun moment for you, and you know, you were kind of uh, pushed into leadership, right? So that was new for you, but but I think it changed you, like it, it really. Uh, really helped you sharpen and see God differently. And why don't you it, talk about that?
1: It did. So so we were going to a great church in Tulsa. It's still there, Asbury United Methodist Church. And so my wife and I, and by the way, my wife has been an incredible encourager and um, woman of God. So that's been a huge component of my journey as well. She's always been that cheerleader, like, come on, you know, gingerly and softly and lovingly encouraging me to seek God in different mm-hmm. things. So I think Sunday school is probably one of those. <laughs> She's yeah. like, we should really get connected in Sunday school. And uh, and so we started going to Sunday school, and probably five to six weeks after we started attending, somehow, I have no idea how this happened, they're like, Trent, you need to be the president of the Sunday school class. And now, <laughs> so I was thrust into somewhat of a leadership position in the Sunday school class, and quite frankly, I promise, I was... L- the, the least qualified out of the group. <laughs>
0: the so least, yeah, yeah, you didn't know the Bible, right? Or, or you're new to the Bible. I yeah. Guess I so there's say. always
1: expectations when right. you're thrust into those positions. And if we go back to the Bible, you hear, you see that time and time again. And you know, we talked about Moses yeah. is a great example of that. He's called into this position, and he's telling God, "I can't do that. I can't even speak in front of people." And he's somewhat arguing and saying, "No, I'm right. not capable." Right. But you know, God calls us into certain things. Typically, they're not always comfortable. And, you know, he likes to show his strength when we are weak, right? When we are weak, he is strong. And so I believe in that moment of uncomfortableness, I didn't feel like I was worthy, certainly wasn't near as um, of a biblical scholar and not even close as the person to my left and right. But I believe that helped in my journey because I'm sure many of you have been thrust and it doesn't have to be in a church environment, but in some sort of position that was uncomfortable and you weren't the expert in that subject. Because But you quickly dive into it to try to become as good of an expert as you can be. Yeah. And so I think that was God's – I'm sure there's many reasons why God put me in that role. But uh, I think that for me, it actually helped me be better yeah. in building my relationship with him because I was somewhat forced to. Because right. now all of a sudden I'm in front of a group of 30 people, and I'm supposed to be moderating and leading discussions about the Lord. Well, I better get into that material a little <laughs> bit more.
0: <laughs>
1: so it really did. It, yeah. it helped me. At the yeah. time, I was – quite uncomfortable
0: but it's okay (laughs) so so that's great because i think some of you maybe you're like so for Trent he just started reading and praying and going to church and getting involved getting plugged in was a was a big piece of that so maybe you're sitting here today to say you know i i know jesus but i just haven't i haven't began that relationship or haven't really walked that out very much uh you know it's, it's a good place to to think about and so i i know uh you know, you talking about, you know, reading the word and praying, uh, you know, there's, there's so many principles in God's word, but you started to implement a couple, you know, around that, around that time. And, uh, so share a little bit about that, where you took the truth of God's word and you made it your own. You, you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. So share that.
1: Yeah. So I w- I'll just focus on two things. There's many things obviously we can apply, but I think prayer is, is, is certainly a bedrock and, and something that the Lord has enlightened me on is that, you know, I always had this preconceived notion of prayer has its time and place. And it doesn't. It's not contained. It shouldn't be contained. Prayer should be all throughout the day in every circumstance. So just praying. Mm-hmm. Praying in my quiet time, but more importantly, actually just praying throughout the day, praying about different circumstances. Praying when even when I think I know what I'm doing and I've got it and I've got it all figured out, I still submit that to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So just prayer in You know, there's different types of prayer, right? There's prayers of praise and thanksgiving, right? He says, enter my courts with praise and thanksgiving. So I always like to start my prayers Mm -hmm. with that. But, um, you know, obviously cast your cares and concerns on him. So there's worrying and anxiety that you want to uh, pray about. But then also, you know, sometimes it can be a challenge when we think we're really good at a task. And I've been doing this for 20 years. I know exactly what I'm doing. So that confidence somewhat turns into pride, and we don't want to submit that to the Lord. Mm. So just prayer in all aspects of what you do and your finances and work and, and family lives and so forth would be one principle that I've integrated, and that's really drawn me closer to the Lord because wow. I need him in all circumstances. Right. And then the second that I'd like to hi- highlight is tithing. And so, you know, so I've, we've kind of explained a little bit of this journey, and we're in 1999 now. So really about that time, uh, you know, I'm getting involved, I'm doing all these other things, and I just feel like the Lord's starting to speak to me about tithing. And quite frankly, I didn't want to do it. Um, I was scared. I was, I can't afford it. I mean, there's all (laughs) kinds of things that go through your mind. And really from 99 to about 2000, 2001, um, I think we had a a message about it in 99, and it kind of talked up my heart, and I somewhat dismissed it. Or at least held off. And then 2001, we had that message come back around. <laughs> this time, I, was, I couldn't handle it. So, <laughs> no. And, and what it came down to is 2001, um, I was real, we were going through a, a sermon series about it. And it really just spoke to me. And then I spent, I'm spending time with the Lord. And I read Malachi. And Malachi 3 says, test me in this. And God doesn't ask you to test him in anything else in the Bible except for that. So test him, mm. and uh, and so it really came down. When I read that, that was really impactful. I was like, "Wow, wow. God's like basically like challenge. Challenge. Me. Let me show yeah. you what I can do." Yeah, and then He kind of spoke to me in that moment. Hey, you say, I mean, He's talking to me, saying, "Hey, Trent, you're saying that you're serving Me in all areas of your life, but you're not in your finances. So prove it." And so that really kind of struck me. It was almost like a man challenge. Yeah. you know, <laughs> it was like, "Oh yeah, prove it." Okay. And so that that kind of tipped the scales, so to speak, and and, and said, all right, we're going to tithe. Obviously, Carly was probably well ahead of me in that regard. She was like, finally. <laughs> so we started tithing. And it's been amazing to see God's blessing from 2001 to 2019. Um, financially for some, but also just peace and joy in our lives, um, health, and, uh, and just all kinds of other blessings that come with tithing. It's not just monetary.
0: Right. And uh, so... Y- you start. It is a journey. Like you take all these steps. You're growing in your prayer life. Your, your tithing, and you're seeing God bless you. And I, I think that's the important part about anything God uh, is showing you a principle or a truth. It's always a blessing when we obey. It's always it's always good. Um, so you're you're going through life, and your God is giving you favor in your job, and things are happening in your life, and you're seeing increase and in blessing. Uh, and then you come to a place where uh, God says two words, and it, it, it transforms you. He says, look around. Can you tell us what's happening in your life in that moment and, and yeah. why God so, spoke that?
1: So from 2001 to 2007, part of that blessing, and I believe, you know, we were obedient and tithing, and yeah. all of a sudden I was promoted three or four times, and uh, I got a promotion at the very end of 06, and it was going to go in effect of January 1, and that was to move back to Dallas. And uh, kind of get the position that I always wanted and was shooting for for numerous years. And so I get back, to, we get back to Dallas. We're back around family. I'm in the new office that the corporate, uh, the company I work for built. It's a publicly traded company. I'm in the right part of the office in the executive wing. You know, I've got the big op- I'm feeling, feeling great. It's a couple weeks into it, and I'm in my office. It's probably 8 o'clock at night, 7 o'clock at night. Nobody's really around Yeah. Um, and so it's really quiet and I'm in my office and I I have one of the, you know, just kind of reclined back in my chair and I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I had one of those moments. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I've arrived. (laughs) I was feeling really good about myself. Yeah. And in that moment, God said, look around. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking around. (laughs) I like what I see. Lord, this is is looking pretty good. And he said in that moment, I gave you all this. And it really cut deep down.
0: Mm.
1: I was like, oh. And I was really convicted in that moment. And really, really what he revealed was, I blessed you with all your career success and all the work success that you've had. And you haven't been giving me any credit. And you haven't been submitting it to me at all. And so in that moment, I felt very convicted. I got down on my knees and prayed in my office and just ask for forgiveness and yeah. said, Lord, I'm always going to seek you in all that I do. And that includes business, you know, and really, you know, looking back years later, I was like, why is that? How did I get to that point? And really it was pride. It was pride. I, um, at that time I was doing something I've been doing a long time and, and I felt like I was really good at it. Um, and so if you, don't submit it to the lord and you're and you happen to be successful then you get to take all the credit. You now look what I did. Look at all the things that I've done. You know, I really deserve that. Um but the the beautiful thing uh thing is if you switch gears and actually start submitting that to the lord, you don't get to take the credit when you're successful, but you don't get have to take the blame when things don't go like what we think in life. Mm-hmm. You know, as yeah. long as you are just obedient to God, you pray, you listen, and you obey the direction he's telling you to go, or the yeah. things that he's asking you to do, then he'll take care of the rest. will take care of the rest. So it's very freeing and joyful. And I actually yeah. talked to um, one of your congregational members after the first message, and he said that he's like, "I'm in a much better place" because he had taken that same journey right. and said it's so much more freeing. I have peace. Right. You know. Yeah. Peace that surpass surpasses all understanding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 surreal because what you do and how you do it didn't change very much, but the source of who you're doing it for changes, right? You're laying yourself down. You're laying your pride down. And, um, you know, we went out to dinner last night, and you were sharing, and and, uh, I thought this would be a great moment to share. Could you, what's interesting to me is the moment that you kneeled down and you prayed and said, God, forgive me. I'll I'll seek you. Uh, You know, a lot happened to where you're at today, but um, could you just share a little bit of, what God's done. Uh, I love what you said. I can't take the credit for it because it's him blessing me. It's him blessing it. But can you share a little bit, you know, I know you're working for a real estate, a real estate company now. So share, I know you shared this with your employees not too long ago, but how quickly God has given favor and success. Uh, And although that there's a blessing there, uh, but the relationships, I mean, what, what happened with some employees and how God's used that success to help. So,
1: you know, commercial real estate, um, There's a lot of, I'll try to make it concise, but really I went into business in real estate. I've never done that before. It's actually, I went into business with really my best friend, which the old adage is don't go into business with friends and family. But he's a man of God and we pray about everything. And so we prayed for a long time and really felt led to do that. So we were being obedient to the Lord. We also pray over the company almost every day. You know, sometimes he's traveling or I am or what have you but we almost pray every day over the company and ask for wisdom for the right decisions. And we submit our decisions, you know, we're in charge, we run the company. And so, you know, technically by human standards, we can do whatever we want, but we don't do that. We really, even if we think, Oh yeah, without a doubt, we're probably going to do this. We're like, you know what, let's submit that to the Lord. So I'm not saying we're perfect. There's times I'm sure we miss the mark, but more often than not, that's what we do. And I really, I have no doubt that the reason that, um, uh, we have flourished and massively grown is because we do that. It's because we submit it to God and we really try to live that out. So to give you some data points, um, when we started, it was we had six properties. We were really just owners. We didn't have a management company, so we would buy the property with investors and then we'd let somebody else manage it. We actually created a management company. Neither one of us have ever run a, ma- a property management company before. Um, so we create this company. We find the expert that's going to join us. We launched the company. We had 54 employees overnight with six apartment communities. Um, that was January 2015. January 2016, we had 12, with um, uh, and then in January of 2017, we had 20, and then 30. And at the end of the month, we'll have 40 properties with 12,000 units, apartment units, with 300 employees. So, and I promise you, it's all God. I mean, we literally will sit there and almost like pinch each other and like, can you believe this? This is crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. But, uh, you know, one of the things that in the course of kneeling and and really submitting that to the Lord is God gave me my purpose. My purpose is he's like, I'm going to make you successful in business. So... You can use that platform of influence to encourage others in the workplace, to bring me into the workplace, to talk about me in the workplace and encourage others in their relationship with me, meaning God, in the workplace. So that's that's really my purpose. And so it really is him blessing and flourishing us. And then, you know, we get to get more employees, not so we can. You know pound our chest and say look how many more people we have but i look at it as more people that i can impact now i do have a delicate balance being the president of the company i can't just go force that down people's throat and yeah. there are some legal legalities there but quite frankly that doesn't work anyway right i mean so i don't really try to be that guy because nobody's going to listen if i'm listen to me i'm the right. boss and you need to accept right. jesus now yeah. you know <laughs> that's not very effective
0: and a, well, what I can do, please.
1: what I find, and, 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 I've had to learn this and Carly knows because yeah. it was a long time ago that I was like, Oh, I can't talk about that. That's very private. And so, um, I've come a long way. Yeah. And, uh, but real, what real God has taught me is that, you know, I don't have to force it is people are going to ask questions. It's how I respond to those questions that gives me the opportunity to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So for example, for me, I am in a position of authority that I'm thankful for, um, and so I have to make a lot of decisions. Yeah. So people come to me and Trent, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? We could do this, we could do this, or we could do this. And they give me all the information just like you normally would in business. And usually my response is I'm going to think, and most importantly, I'm going to pray about that and I'll let you know. And so my staff knows that that's more often than not, unless I'm feeling like, you know, committed to it in, in that moment, because I feel like God's already spoken. But there's many a time I'm like, I'm just gonna pray about that. So just that simple comment right. is amazing how people will come back to me and want to talk about that later. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I'm just answering questions. They're like, John, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm gonna pray about it and I'll let you know. <laughs> and then they ask me how long is that gonna take? And I say, <laughs> it could be five minutes or five months, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but it's 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 led
1: good. to some really interesting dynamics. Um You know, just by casual conversation, we actually started a construction and maintenance company as well to help offset costs at these apartment communities we own. And uh, there's a gentleman uh, named Cliff that is, you know, loves the Lord, but really hadn't really fully maybe recommitted, you know, maybe not walking strongly in the moment. And so I actually talked to him about brainstorming on this new company because he's the expert. He's a construction guy. I'm not. Um, And so I said, hey, let's brainstorm. And we would meet every month. And somewhere along the way, he said, hey, I heard that you and Chris pray over the company. Is that true? And I said, yeah, we do. We, we pray almost every day. And we pray for you, Cliff, and we pray for everybody to have protection and favor and wisdom and help us to be good stewards. And he's like, well, I'm a believer, too. And I said, well, that's great. I said, well, you know, I pray before our meetings, these brainstorming meetings, so God will give us wisdom because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm trying to figure this out. And uh, do you want to? if you want to pray with me, I'd be happy to. He's like, that'd be great. (laughs) So actually when we started brainstorming for that, that company, we would, we started praying together before every brainstorming session. He started growing in his relationship with the Lord. We launched the company a year later. We were profitable and debt-free in five months. And I think it's going to do 2 million in revenue this year. And most importantly, forget all that. That's cool. But he's like, my relationship with the Lord is stronger than it's ever been before because of because of our unity in talking about God. Huh. So that's the coolest thing for wow. me yeah. is that you have a guy that's, and it all just started with, he heard somebody whispering in a hallway that Chris yeah. and I, right. you know, maybe they saw a door cracked. And, you I know, mean, our office isn't huge. right? So somebody walks by and they see us praying or something. I mean, we don't have to stand in the midst of everybody. They just see a door crack. People pay attention and notice. Right. And, um and, uh, so, so I get to have more and more of those interactions. So they're very organic and natural, Right. but that's to me, the most exciting part of what I do is, you know, real estate's cool, but impacting lives is way cooler. Yeah. Wow.
0: And, and I'm sure you have so many opportunities, you know, different ways. You know, I, I do. Have, you, you know, know my biggest challenge of... is I don't want to mess it up. Right. Wow. That's good. And, and I know, you know, you talked about the success of the business and all that. And, and even before that, you know, with tithing and, uh, sacrif- sacrificial giving I know you've been doing that all along the way uh, but that's that's been a piece of your story that God has has blessed you and Carly and you've been faithful to just say God how can I advance the kingdom so tell us uh, and maybe you know what sacrificial giving is maybe that's a new concept for you but why don't you help us understand what God's done through you guys and how he's used yeah and I'm
1: sure there's many that have that have done it so um, yeah. just go along with me but there might be someone out there that hasn't and so you know, all I knew was tithing. And I already told you what a big hurdle that was for me initially. And then obviously I got over that hurdle and right. it just became a part of who I am and what I do and right. being obedient to God's word. And then we actually, when we moved back to Dallas, we joined, um, a planted church that John and Jen were a part of, and that's how we actually met. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, we were doing a building campaign, right? Cause mm-hmm. we were meeting and they were, they were administering the the church services in a hotel and didn't have land, didn't have a building or any of that stuff. And, <laughs> So we do a building campaign and, um, you know, and then we really came down to let's pray. Let's pray if we're supposed to participate in this. Cause sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Um, and for us, the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was really the first time we had a strong financial commitment that was above and beyond the tithe that would be considered a sacrificial gift or offering. Right. Um, So, you know, it's a funny story because we actually prayed and we got, you know, she would, Carly would pray and I would pray and then we kind of compare notes. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. But what number did you get? You know, and and it was the same number. And we're like, oh, okay, But, you know, let's keep being thoughtful and prayerful. This is new for us. Right. I don't want to just pray one time and think I understand. We pray again the next time. And, uh, and, and we both said, we both hear yes still, but he doubled it. And I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then we prayed a third time and he doubled it and, and it ended up tripling from the original amount. And I said, let's just stop praying. Let's stop, let's stop praying. praying. <laughs> All right. We're good. We heard the Lord. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, but you and I talked, it's yeah. not just about monetarily sacrificial giving, you know, it could be, you know, God could be calling someone in in this audience to serve in something that you haven't served in before. You know, we have a funny story with my wife and um, no offense to any uh, presidents of the PTA, but for whatever reason, Carly's never been really into serving on the PTA. Um, In fact, it's been the last thing that she wanted to do. But just recently, like three weeks ago, she, she's like, you know, honey, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to serve, and I'm actually serving in, like, a couple of committees. And I said, that's definitely the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, she goes, I feel led. I feel like God is calling me to do something. Quite frankly, I really don't want to do, but if he's calling me, then now I'm going to be joyful about it. So I think sacrificial giving, sometimes we always think about money, and it can be, is just... You know, maybe God's tugging on you to step outside of your comfort zone, to serve in a different capacity, to do something new, to encourage somebody right. that you're like, I don't know that person, but they're crying in the corner, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go talk to them or not, but you really think that you should, yeah. is just take that leap of faith. And so that could be a sacrificial offering, so to
0: speak, in that moment. Right. Yeah. And I know that's been a big part of this season you're in now is and uh, as and relationships, being purposeful and intentional. Uh, whether you're at work or not at work, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, just looking for God to use everything you're part of. Uh, but you talk about how God shifted your uh, intentions on your friendships, your relationships, those that are close around you. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about how that's evolved uh, for you?
1: Yeah, I think the, the latest you know, phase or step in my relationship with the Lord is he kind of revealed uh, a few years ago to be more intentional about my friendships. And and to surround me myself with other godly men, and um, and sometimes that means removing yourself from some other friendships too. And by the way, that can be hard. Like I've got some friends I've been friends with for close to thirty years, and that doesn't mean I'm you know um, saying get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You know, don't talk to me anymore. I'm very I'm still friendly with them, but there's you be strategic about your choice of time. In other words, I've got a g- group of friends from college that are good guys, but they're not all believers, and if they are a believer, they've only stopped at the salvation part, and they're really not living for the Lord. And so, you know, they take trips certain places, and they do certain things that are not biblical. They're not healthy. They're not what I should be doing. And so I've strategically chosen to decline those invitations just because I don't want to put myself into a, a temptation situation that I'm probably not strong enough to, to overcome, quite frankly because I'll get back in that whole college day scene and do things that I shouldn't do. So I've removed myself from those circumstances. I'm still friends with them, but I yeah. just don't spend that type of time. I spend one-on-one time with them because I can control that dynamic. I can't control eight of them that are, <laughs> come on, Trent. Yeah. So, um, But more importantly, on the positive side, is the Lord's really encouraged me to intentionally seek other men of God to spend my personal time with. And so really, if outside of... Family time, work time, um, I really, if I go out to lunch with a personal friend that's not business related or something or coffee or, or something, right. almost nine times out of ten, if not more, unless it's somebody I'm mean, just for whatever reason led to, to meet with, they're a, a strong man of God hmm. because I'm trying to encourage myself uh, and inspire myself and sharpen myself um, with, uh, with other men around me that are going to correct me if I go astray. And, uh, and I found that it's been really helpful in my journey. So my encouragement would be if, you know, I, I, I didn't think about it, but the Lord revealed that to me. Hey, you need to remove yourself from this situation and put yourself in this situation. And it's been really hugely valuable because what I find is I find that I am having more conversations about God all throughout the week. More because I'm hanging around the right people.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Because yeah. they
1: want to talk about the Lord. Yeah. Or if I you know, I'm frustrated about something and I'm like, I I really want to talk to somebody. They're the person I call and they're the right, they're the person that tells me, what does God's word say about this? Yeah. What is, you know, is that really how you should respond? Is that according to God's word? Right. And, you know, sometimes you're frustrated. You're like, oh, maybe, maybe, probably (laughs) not. (laughs) This is what I feel like. (laughs) But it helps. So, so that would be, I'd say, um, kind of the, the step that I've, I've taken that's been really valuable for me. That's great. Um, and you, by the way. You know, people like John that I, I get a chance to visit with and
0: in um, your encouragement. Yeah. Um, what would be, so kind of as we close, uh, I think speak towards, because we're all at different places. You know, maybe somebody's at that salvation moment. Uh, yeah, maybe somebody's in that gap of I'm saved, but I don't know what to do. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and something that struck me when you were just talking about that, you know, when you're in that phase where you don't know what to do, Uh, one of the key factors is you just don't have people around you encouraging you. So you're, you know, maybe you're trying to figure it out or maybe you just get numb or maybe you just, you know, because your flesh just just do what you want to do and God will bless what you're doing. You just kind of have that mindset, I guess. But but I love what you said. Like, now I'm thinking about God on a regular basis. Uh, You know, sometimes we make it so complex of I have to read my Bible for for three hours a day, and i got to put myself in a closet for two hours. You know, we make all these complex systems that we don't need to, not that those things are bad, but it doesn't work for everybody, you know, and, you know, reading the Bible or going out and having a coffee with somebody where they're encouraging you, and you're, like, you're thinking about God all the time, uh, you know, in a different way. You know, when we were in, uh,
1: after worship, and there was the testimony of the Titus 2 with the women's ministry, but not just for women, but men too. Um, Actually, I felt like that was a word for somebody. That, and it may catch you at a different place, but it may be multiple people, but whether it's women or men, um, I think, you know, I can tell you lots of things up here and some, and something's going to resonate, but what you want is you need somebody to walk alongside. Yeah. And so I would encourage you that, you know, maybe some, there's some ladies here that don't think you're worthy of being a mentor. Don't focus on the word. It's just your, I, I think she said it best. Um, she said, I'm walking alongside someone. Yeah. You know, so sometimes people exclude themselves because they don't think they're worthy. It's like me in Sunday school. I'm like, who am I to be the president of this thing? This is, I'm definitely the wrong person. But yeah. you know what? Just step out. It's really just walking alongside them. And I've found personally, as I've mentored other people, you know, if you want to call it quote unquote that, they're ministering to me. Right. And they're right. inspiring me because right. they're passion, they're on fire for the Lord. Maybe something kindles, I'm like, sure. Man, I need to pour some gasoline on my fire, Yeah. you know, because yeah. they're really you're rejuvenated. So don't categorize it. Am I a mentee and they're a mentor and who are they to mentor me? And I'm, I'm, it's not about levels. It's about community. Right. And, and so I, and I would encourage the men too. You don't need necessarily, you know, Westridge's you know, condoned program, which I'm sure you guys have, but you know, if you feel like you can walk alongside someone and maybe you're strong in some areas, they're weak and they're strong in some areas, you're weak it's worthy of doing that. And right. I think that would so that would be my encouragement. I felt like, and then that's different from what we left yes. the last one, but I just felt yeah. led to talk about that, that come alongside somebody, you know, come alongside somebody. And, and if their heart and intention is for the Lord and your heart and intention is for the Lord, it's not about me telling you what to do and them telling me what to do. It's about if your heart's in the right place and your intentions in the right place and you're rooted in God's word, you're not going to go wrong. Right. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, if you're like, well, I don't deserve to be a mentor or a mentee or a mentor or whatever, just forget about those titles and positions. It's about coming alongside, like she said, and iron sharpening iron. And that's what it's really about. And that's what I've found. I've got some guys in in some groups, some men's groups that I help facilitate, but I got guys that, you know, if I wanted to grade it, I'd be like, hey, he might be a couple steps beyond where I'm at. And then I've got some guys that are, you know, if we wanted to grade it. But honestly, what I find is sometimes those guys that are, you know, a little earlier in their journey of their relationship with the Lord than in some things that I've already gone through, I get just as inspired by them. Sure. Because they get me fired up. Because they're really excited about the journey that they're on. Yeah. And so it renews your excitement for your journey with the
0: Lord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I... I love what God's doing in, in you and Carly, and I'm thankful for, uh, as he said, we, we just have the joy of just, even though we're not in the same location anymore, just a phone call or, you know, text, it means, it means the world just to have brothers and sisters that you can share life together with. It's, it's so, so crucial, and um, so I just, I just thank you guys. Thank you for your, uh, your faithfulness, you know, your obedience. And for praying. Uh, You know, I think if you guys are, uh, as we close, I want to just pray for you. But I I think if we could uh, think about your journey, your own personal journey. Uh, I know this is Trent's story, and none of our stories are going to be the same. But the truth is, is we're all somewhere with God. And, uh, you know, I don't know what your next step is, uh, but I think the encouragement for you is to take the next step, is to, you know, maybe it's salvation for you today. Maybe you haven't committed your life to Jesus Um, you know, like Trent, maybe, look, you can receive Jesus right there in your seat. Uh, You can receive him with the altar team, you know. Uh, You know, maybe you're that person, I'm afraid to go up there. Look, you can just right there in the purity of your own heart to say, Jesus, I need you, I'm sorry, Uh, I love you, and I want to make you Lord of my life, and instantly that transformation begins. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're in that gap of, I just don't know how to seek God, you know, I love his challenge. Get next to somebody, rub shoulders, get in a group, you know, find some ways, make sure you're in church every week. You know, these are just things that you can do that will sharpen you and encourage you. But, but it's so important that we're taking that next step. God is not mad at you. And he's, uh, I think the story, the, the theme that I love in your life is that God all the whole time, he's been seeking you. He's been going after you and he hasn't stopped doing that. Um, you know, and so overcoming ourselves can be a big deal it can be a hard hard piece whether it's pride or tithing or whatever that we have to overcome our ourselves and and god's able to do substantially more when we say okay god you're the lord and i give you control so uh if we could uh why don't you pray for everybody today would you mind doing that i'll just yeah
1: heavenly father thank you for this time we could be together as a community of believers we love you and uh i just pray we pray That you would speak to us that you would guide us some of us you've already spoken to we've already heard something that's tugged on our heart and lord i pray that each of us would take action with that thought um that you've planted there and lord if somebody hasn't i pray that during this moment right now or during the altar call or the the altar ministry time lord that, that that you would speak to them and guide them lord i pray that people would be bold um that they would step out for that next step in that journey of a relationship with you, whether it's salvation for the first time, maybe it's prayer throughout their life, maybe it's giving business uh, to God and walking that out and being obedient to what you say. Maybe it's tithing, sacrificial giving, and surrounding themselves with other men or women that are seeking you in all that they do, whatever it may be. And there's many other uh, steps that people will take, Lord. I just pray that you would speak to them and guide them. We love you. We commit this time to you. I'm humbled for the opportunity to get a chance to visit and I pray that everybody would see that it's not us up here talking about ourselves. All we're doing, Lord, is talking about you. So all of these things that have happened in my life, Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for your blessings and I'm thankful that I get the opportunity to share them. I'm just sharing your greatness, not mine, your greatness. We love you and commit this time to you. I pray that you would move every heart
0: and every mind in this congregation. In Jesus' name,